Good afternoon. Welcome to 7 News. One of the country's top economists says the Reserve Bank will need to start cutting interest rates this year or face households collapsing under the cost of living crisis. Political reporter Jennifer Beshwadi is in Canberra with the details. Jen, the big banks are now sounding the alarm. Yeah, good afternoon. A grim warning from the banks today that the global economy is on the brink of collapse. Big countries like the US and UK are facing recession. And while Australia will avoid that, our economy is not immune. The chief economist of the Commonwealth Bank says low and middle income households are really struggling with cost of living at the moment, but predicts inflation will fall dramatically this year. He says because of this, the Reserve Bank will have to start cutting interest rates by as early as November this year. We're looking for a 25 basis point cut in November and another 25 points in December. So that's half a percent before the end of the year and some further rate cuts through 2024 to take the cash rate back down to somewhere around 2.5%. Meanwhile, we heard a shocking admission today from a Reserve Bank board member. Ian Harper conceded the central bank was struggling to curb inflation following the pandemic, claiming, with the benefit of hindsight, it looks like we did a terrible job. The Reserve Bank board takes its decisions independently. I think it's appropriate. Uh, that they explain and defend those decisions publicly. Jim Chalmers, who's currently in Washington, D.C., to gauge the temperature of the global economy, says that the rest of the year will be a tough one, but the budget next month will help ease some of the pain. The budget will be called upon once again to strike the right balance between providing a bit of help for people as they deal with these, uh, in some cases, extreme cost of living pressures. The opposition today taking aim, saying that the government is not doing enough to help Australians struggling through the crisis. Families of Wesley Mission aged care residents say they are living in a nightmare with the provider's three Sydney homes to close. Wesley is citing problems with staffing and costs. New federal government laws mean nursing staff are required around the clock. It's really sad. And I've been trying, been awake all night, I've been emailing nursing homes, so far I've had no replies. So this is a nightmare. The Federal Labor Government is applying uh, the lessons of the Aged Care Royal Commission. We certainly want to make sure there's round-the-clock nursing care and aged care facilities. Residents have been told the move will happen by the end of May. More details from our Chief Reporter Chris Reason at 4.30. Independent MP for Kiama, Gareth Ward, will stand trial in Sydney on sexual assault allegations in April next year. Mr Ward, who was re-elected in the recent state election, has pleaded not guilty. He denies the allegations and says he looks forward to proving his innocence. Donald Trump is suing his fixer-turned-enemy, Michael Cohen, the man at the centre of the hush money court case. Mr Trump is claiming three quarters of a billion dollars in damages, the case adding to a long list of legal fights around the former US president as he campaigns to win back his old job. Our US correspondent Tim Lester has the details. Donald Trump made aggressive court fights a part of his M.O. 50 years ago as a young New York property developer. Now he's in the middle of a bewildering array of legal fights and threats. Is there anything they could throw at you legally that would convince you to drop out of the race? If you get convicted in this case in New York, no, I'd never drop, drop out. out. No, I'd never drop. It's not my thing. I wouldn't do it. The 76-year-old makes clear he'll keep running for president 
even if convicted on some or all of those historic 34 felony charges made public last week. Well, it was a horrible thing because I did nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong. But his former lawyer, Michael Cohen, did plenty wrong, according to Mr Trump. Cohen, who actually made the hush money payment and served time for it, has been central to the case against his old boss. Now, Donald Trump has returned legal fire, filing in a Florida court a damages claim against Cohen for 500 million US or about three quarters of a billion Australian dollars. The suit accuses Cohen of spreading false information about Trump and breaching his contractual obligations. Add in yesterday's news that the New York District Attorney is suing to stop a congressional inquiry into the Trump lawsuit. Then there's another three criminal inquiries into stashed secret documents and election interference claims. Even by Donald Trump's standards, things are legally hectic and nothing looks like resolving quickly. Prince Harry has made a last-minute decision to attend his father's coronation next month at Westminster Abbey. The Duke of Sussex will travel to Britain without his wife Meghan and their children, who will stay in America. Our Euro Bureau Chief Hugh Whitfeld reports. Both Buckingham Palace and the Sussexes released almost identical statements, confirming that Prince Harry will attend his father's coronation next month on May the 6th, but the Duchess of Sussex will remain in California with Prince Archie and Princess Lilibet. They left it late to advise the palace. The RSVP date had already passed. It follows years of bitterness between the Sussexes and the royal family that has escalated in the last couple of months following the release of the Netflix series Harry's Book and also the interviews that he gave. It's unclear whether there's been the apology from the King that Harry has wanted or any form of reconciliation between Harry and Meghan and the rest of the family after some members, including the Queen Consort Camilla and the Princess of Wales, seem to bear the brunt of much of the criticism from Prince Harry in particular. If they can't turn up as a family for the most important moment in Harry's father's life, then when are they going to turn up? You know, unless I suppose it coincides with a, 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 you know, they've got a new book out. If Meghan was hoping to avoid any awkward or uncomfortable encounters with other members of the royal family, well, Prince Archie's fourth birthday falls on the same day as the coronation, and sources close to the couple say that that did impact their decision making. <laughs> 